Tracy. Roman, Tracy. how are you today? Tracy, I am fine. I am fine. And you? Fine. You? Really? You're fine? I'm fine. How many times have we talked about that word fine? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. There we go. I'm, I mean, I'm fine. In. I'm like, I don't really know what that means, fine. You know, fine is, you know, everything's just, everything's kosher, you know? Everything's copacetic. Copacetic. That, that, was, the, that was the word I was about to hear. <laughs> uh, we, I'm flowing, flowing like a You're twig flowing. in the Nile, you know? Well, that's good. Flowing is good. Yeah, flowing like the Nile. Maybe yeah, that. hopefully the Nile keeps flowing. So what's up? How are so, you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm well. Um, I uh, was telling you off, offline uh, that I didn't sleep very well last night. So it's kind of one of those days where I feel like I'm a bit, it, it's been nice because I've had a nice chunk of time this morning to finish up, but I, um, I officially finished my book. Aye, aye, aye. Not just the writing, right, which had been finished for a while, but the editing, the uh, decisions on the cover, mm -hmm. the acknowledgments, the, you know, the, 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 what they call the pitch info, which is gotcha. the goes on Amazon that talks about what the book's about and all that stuff. So now all I have to do is sign right. off on stuff. So, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let's stick. <laughs> there we go. Oh my goodness. Oh, hold up. Hold yeah. Up. Birthing this baby. It's like, it's like an elephant birth, you know, I'm like, wow. But it, you know, it, it's been fun because you know, like I said, the, the actual writing has, has been done for a little bit. And then I had that time period where I had to find a new publisher. So that was, you know, that, that did take a little, not that much time, but it took some time. And mm -hmm. um, so now to be in this, this phase where it, it's kind of like once the baby's been born, you know, you're learning, like the staff is teaching you how to nurse the baby and, you know, take care of the baby and what the baby needs and all of that stuff. And what was that? God, all sorts of sound effects today. You drum rolling? Drum rolling, girl, because you completed the book. You completed the process. We have to celebrate. We Dun -dun. have to celebrate. We have to celebrate. So I got one more. Oh, uh, come on. I don't want you to talk. Congratulations! It's a big deal. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Oh my goodness! So do we? Do 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 I? Do I? Um, do I? Do I put author at the beginning of your name, author? But do you have to to put it out first, or can we put author um, the author Tracy Phillips, Waltman Phillips? When when do you do that? When when? when do we... I mean, if you were to ask me, I don't know what the actual technical, but if you ask me, I, I think it's author once the book is out. Okay. But, uh, some people might not agree with that. They're like, once the book is written, yeah. author, you know? So it's, yeah. like, so it's either a published author or just an I'm not a published author yet. I am. Correct. I'm a writer. At this point, I, I'm a writer, right? That's so a... once the book is published, then I will call myself an author. author. <laughs> <laughs> published author. Whew. 
so. congratulations 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 uh, that's a it's a big deal let's uh, you should have told me this would have been you know have some cake here you know if you, you, you have a muffin delivered or something you know well congratulations truly because you know i remember it was last year when we started and you were you know writing your points and 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 having the i think you got a writing coach when you were getting in the in the um the weeds per se uh and then came back up strong out strong um you, you know i just permit me permit me please i i wrote something on facebook called wait you know wait for it <clears throat> you know, i saw just, that just wait for oh, it wait post. for it uh and th this is a wait for it Th this this what you've done when you were going through it you thought oh, wait for it tracy wait for it because now that it's been birthed the growth of it you don't even the, the, the amazing thing about this that you've written is somebody is going to read it and go this was the answer i was looking for mm. You, you you understand and yeah. even if it's not a million people though a million people and you know you will have to go and reprint best-selling new york times best best-selling author was gonna be on top of that you know on the top of that uh but if just one person reads that thing that wait for it was was worth it that that you waited for it to to come to deliver to to shed light on that one person for that I one appreciate person that well you know and and it was very important for me, and I know I've talked about this a number of times, it was very important for me to enjoy the entire process because there's mm -hmm. nothing worse than going through a pregnancy and being like, ah, when is the baby coming? You know, I mean, every single part of getting anything from beginning stages to end stages is, is a part of the process that gets yes. to be enjoyed or at least acknowledged for its importance. You know, and, and that was something, that's why I took a while is because, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write when I'm not feeling inclined to, you, you know, go. I'm not feeling inspired. I'm not feeling, you know, and I really did let this book kind of write itself in some regards. I mean, it, it, in, in a lot of ways, it was a culmination of a lot of things I've already written wow. and just putting it in the right order and right. adding and changing a little bit and everything to make it flow and to give it that direction that it needed to have. But was, what's really been fun is, is the, um, the creative aspects so i'm not going to give any anything away but the All book right. is written differently um not just in content but the the, the style and the way you'll see when you okay. get the book um and and that was fun to kind of come up with that idea i had this inspiration go oh, what if i did it this way what if uh -huh. i set it up this way and then coming up with, then what do I call this? What will I call this? Because it all has to be in that vein of that Correct. genre that I'm trying to kind of mimic. And um, so that has been really, really great. And then just, you know, designing the book cover and, you know, mm. I wanted something simple and something that was, you know, symbolic. Yeah. Um, but also looked professional. So, you know, all these aspects that get to go into it, I call that the creative, pro I mean, the whole thing is creative process, but that's the part where I get to be collaborative, right? Because yeah. that's not my zone of genius. That's not my zone of brilliance. So, you know, I writing is, but the rest of it isn't. And so I am a deeply collaborative person. I mean, that's mm. why I like this. This is why, you know, I love supporting clients, you know, in growing, yeah. growing their lives and business because, you know, it, it is collaborative. And I think 
And one of the things that I'm finding people are starting to understand more, we're going, we're shifting. I see this kind of paradigm shift from independent thinking to shared thinking, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the sense, not group think, that's, that's a different thing. This idea of independent, like the independent self, you know, and, and I see it in a lot of ways with just even trademarking, like everybody has to put, I tr need to trademark that so that mm -hmm. my independent thoughts are placed on it. And it's all yeah. about me. I'm a best-selling author and I've put out this book and this I, I, I focus, which is what I call that independent thinking. What do yeah. I need to do that's valuable in the world? And how do I need to put myself out there so that everybody sees my unique identified self? Mm -hmm. We're now shifting more to, you know, and it has been a slow process. We've seen it, you know, uh, words like servant leader, you know, when that started to come on, on board is, is more of this idea that the I within us is here for the we, right? Which mm. has always been the case. Mm. It's just a lot of conditioning has had us thinking that we had to mm. stand out to be valuable when we've always been valuable. We've, you know, I like to use the analogy of the cell, right? So you take, you extract a single cell out of the human body. Mm -hmm. the cell can't do anything independently. It wasn't made to exist and, and be valuable as an independent cell. But the thing is, is that as soon as you extract that single cell, Mm -hmm. Not only can it not function on its own, the body functions differently with the removal of that single cell, mm. right? So we were made to be collaborative in that regard. The body needs that one cell. That cell needs the body to have the value it was created for. And I think we are now starting to shift in that regard. So the question is not so much, you know, how do I trademark my thing and how do I stand out as unique, but it's how do I create, how do I recognize the value I'm here to serve in the greater whole, mm, mm, yeah. right? Because ultimately once we are sure about that, and that's the work I do is come home to yourself, figure all that stuff out, not for the independence of it, right? Sovereignty, because people say, you talk about sovereignty a lot, isn't that independence? And like sovereignty and freedom is, is to be able to that cell, to be able to say, I'm a little toenail cell. I own that. And if I were extracted from the little tiny part of the body that I'm in, that that would not allow the, that part of the body or the body to function the same. So I know I, I, I am sovereign in my knowing of, of the job I'm here to do, the duty that I have. Mm. I've named it, I've owned it, and I'm going to do that. But it, it's so the larger whole can function properly wow. and effectively, wow. right? And, and this is a really exciting time, I think, that we're in because I, I'm just seeing this ramp up of people, you know, just everything, you know, I listen to language, right? So when I hear the things come out and the words people use and, mm -hmm. and how, you know, they start to question that, it's like, well, isn't that ego when you talk about this? And like, not when it's spoken about this way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's absolutely necessary. I mean, I think the reason that people use surrogacy of arrogance or, 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 you know, what we call ego in leadership or in any other arena, you know, is because they haven't truly owned who they are and they don't truly know the value that they play. Mm. They have to use this pumped up version, right? I've sold all these records or books or, you know, I'm married to a famous person or I am a famous person or, you know, look at the significance, you know, that is one of our human needs uh, that we need to meet becomes this how can I stand out and be different for the sake of standing out and being different? That's mm, the difference. Mm. 
right? We're, we're, we're shifting to a time of not standing out for the sake of being different and unique, but owning who we are for the sake of being valuable in that collective space. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In interesting. Interesting. Um, so eavesdrop us out there. Hey, send your comments on. I see one person up there. Just, just send your comments. You know, it's amazing that you would, you would have, we would start this conversation um, like that. Excuse hmm. me. We, Sarah Madras and I were speaking yesterday and I heard you guys had a good time. Why y'all didn't call me? Oh, it was an all girls thing. My bad. It was an all girls uh, thing. Anyway. We did talk any, about you at dinner though in, in any, a very good way. Anyways, anyways, she was rubbing it into us like, ah, oh, the three amigos, it, it went out. Oh my goodness. That was good. Uh, but yesterday we were speaking and I wrote it down as I went to look and it, it was the conversation and Sarah, we were talking and then we, we just, we, we found out why we, why we're attracted to each other, why you're attracted to me, me to you, you to Sarah, you to Jenny, Jenny to, to um, the other person, Liz Roselli, all these different names, Ed Dudley, all these different people who in our tribe, right? And, and I wrote this, I wrote this. Our path is not from a I want ego place, but a we, a contribution place, society, team, generations that we are modeling it for. We're all on this together. We are in this together. It's all about our families. It's not about me. It's about us. We're all leading all to freedoms. When you learn something new, you can't unlearn it. It is for us all to have freedom. What we do, people can't unlearn. It's a spiritual, emotional, financial piece. And so then she said, oh, um, Jenny was talking to me about succulents. I, we, uh, my succulents outgrew and we had to take it and put it in a bigger pot. And then it grows and it outgrows that part, pot. And it's, you can't survive in a small environment. We must replant to share the message. So my, our message here is the succulents and we go, come on words, throw it, get in a bigger pot. Someone else who will listen to eavesdrop, who will listen to this and they will get a, 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 a new re a revelation that's bigger than what we're talking here. And they go, huh, huh. and they will take that, grow it. And, and that's, that's us not trademarking and saying, what we're about to say here, please don't rethink it. Please don't go back and rethink and create something new from it because we'll be offended. Uh, I, I think this comes to abundance, to our, to our understanding of abundance, to our understanding of where these thoughts come from. Someone keeps stealing your quotes, Tracy. You turn and they... They, they say it and they put their name under it. They, they, they just keep stealing it. They keep stealing it. You look, do you get angry or do you smile and say, ha, ah, the fact that you're stealing means that you're lacking. Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm not getting angry is I'm, it's bursting out of me because I can sit here and do 50 quotable quotes. I can, just, I can just come out of me. So go ahead, take that. I don't mind, right? Well, that's not exactly how it would go down with me. Yeah, because no, really. I would, uh, you know why I would get angry? 
not because they stole my quote, but because there's something greater in them that they're supposed to bring out. And when we're borrowing other people's words, we're blocking our own mm. from coming forth. It's mm. like we, we, our brain tells us that we have to do that because we couldn't possibly produce Come something. Up with that. Yes, yes. It's that. That's what would make me angry. Not that they stole my words, but that they're truncating their own ability to Ooh. come up with their own brilliance. Ah, Tracy, Tracy, you, you, you turned my brain into you. You, you just, <laughs> you, you know what you just did with my brain? You, you did, uh, what was that? What was that, that game you would play? and you touch the dots. What is it? Twits, twisters. It, oh, twister? Twister. Yeah. You just you know, twist Other people it. have used that as an analogy with my work. This feels a bit like a brain twister. You twist it, you twist it because I'm angry, but I'm not angry because they took it. I'm angry that they are not allowing themselves to be the best. Mm. Underappreciate wow. their superpowers. When wow. we undervalue our superpowers, we're undervaluing ourselves. You know, when we feel we have to borrow someone else's. Now, it's one thing to use it as a framework. Correct. I do that we all could. the time. We do. If I'm looking for inspiration of something, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I just need some framework to work off of. Let yes. me read some of you know, people I like, their yes. work or whatever, and see if it can stimulate something. Oh, by all Correct. means, that's what it's there for. But it's stimulating what is already, and it's not even, can I find something? It's, it's in there. It is. It's it in is. there, and it it's going to die within you if you don't let it come forward. <laughs> so if you're always borrowing, sticking your name on someone else's stuff just to look important, you are missing out on giving your greatest value to the world, and the world is the, is, is the biggest loser in that. Mm. Mm. And everybody has it. Yes. I mean, if somebody wants to borrow writing, then they're a writer. I always say when we're drawn to something, if I'm like, oh, well, when I love your ability to do whatever, like that creative ability to take ideas and, mm -hmm. and, and what I tell people is if you're that drawn to that characteristic trait or that value in that person, you have it in you. That's true. It's a mirror. Same is true for the things we don't like. That's true. That That's person true. is so da, 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 da. We better start looking in the mirror. That <laughs> ah. Oh, that's where I, I've told that story before. Have I told you the story about when I was in the family constellations workshop and I, you know, I won't get into the, into the actual, you know, details about what family constellation work does. If it makes uh -huh. sure you can look it up, but it's very healing. It's, it helps heal family dynamics and the, the science that they've done about passing generational habits, behaviors, wounds traumas mm -hmm. and all that through our cellular dna gotcha it helps to to heal that kind of stuff so anyway part of it is you're, you're supposed to bear witness to your life so you have people who stand in for you mm -hmm. and a story unfolds so <laughs> the reason i bring this up is i've I had a particular ongoing long-term issue with my family of origin uh-huh and i was expressing that well my my representative i'm watching all of this my representative is is expressing this because it's being asked certain questions like well, how uh -huh. do you feel about this dynamic that's unfolding and it's like well i'm fine if i'm just over here and well why do you want to be over here and have everybody else over there she was asked she says well it's just those, those people don't get me they don't understand me they're so they're so and then I, there was this pause <clears throat> and I'm like, oh my God, she's saying everything that's like, I, I think on a regular basis, like they're so self-absorbed, she says. 
And I'm like, that's kind of how I feel. And, and what is the, what is the facility facility do? She, she, she doesn't, she, she, it's like the perfect delivery. There's a pause and she looks at her and she says, huh? So how does it feel to be self-absorbed? And I, and the person who is my representative and myself watching this whole thing had the same reaction at the same time. It's like that twister brain. Wow. I never looked at it from that perspective. Like, you know, you're so self-absorbed in your own wounds and your own, you know, problems in, in, in feeling hurt and, and disregarded and everything that you're doing the same thing mm. that you claim they're doing. Uh-huh. Right. So this is the thing is, is we all get to get honest with those things. So if we're drawn to something, develop it in yeah, yourself. If we're drawn true. to something in a positive way, develop it in yourself, hone that skill, take classes. If you need to get a coach, get, I don't know, just, just go on YouTube, Google find it, find it, find <laughs> it, seek it, you know, hone it in yourself. And if you don't like it, do the same thing. Wow. Discover it. Wow. Figure out how you can start to make different choices and decisions and all that but you know we're the only ones that can make change happen in our lives mm. things will change around us all the time mm. nothing will change within us until we do the work mm. right and guess what how do we end up giving meaning to what's happening around us it's based on the storylines of what's going on within us right so yeah. that that we have to have control over yeah we do we just you know, kind of give that control away by saying, oh, this is, this is not under my control. I can't do this. It's being done to me mm. right? type of thing. So yeah, really powerful. It is. It is. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this and, and I don't know why, why the thought comes to me, but maybe that's why I'm supposed to think now colonization right so when you see countries colonizing i'm feeling it's the opposite of of what we just said it's it's strangling the creativity of of people it's strangling the creativity of of nations of culture right because if you go in africa you would see portuguese um things spanish things right and you're looking like hi in the world and this 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 group is completely acting spanish or some european uh like 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 this in in hot africa in hot africa in in nigeria their legal the legal i don't know the the headdress that's worn in england you know the white wow curls you know what i'm talking about right yeah 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 Sister, do you know in in in, in our hot app they're putting it on and coming in to their to their <laughs> meetings and i'm looking you must like, be miserable <laughs> i'm saying to myself what in the world that our culture and i'm not saying when i'm saying our i'm talking about you saying the same thing i'm saying my culture that i have why should i come and put Go to the next person and tell them that, yeah, here's the right, here's the right one. Because that's that's what colonization to me looks like. Yeah. It's it's coming and saying, what you have, you don't know how to use it, you don't know how to 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 comprehend, you don't know how to utilize it. I'm gonna come and do it for you. I'm gonna show you how to do it. But here's the flip of it. 
you tell me my culture isn't, and I'm going, I'm talking directly about me because that's my storyline here. You tell me that my culture isn't, and you bring jeans and you bring t-shirts and you bring sneakers, right? But then all of a sudden, a couple of, oh, and I'm, I got to say this, when I'm using the bathroom, the way I'm squatting, you say, oh, that's primitive. But do you know that Oh, it's so good to walk barefooted. There's a reason, there's a, the science behind walking barefooted is blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, oh, you, the plant-based, it's so good. There's no need to, don't eat hamburgers, they're not healthy. Eat the plants. The next one is, oh, you're wearing the garb. The garb now, the Ankara, right? It's such a thing now, but then guess what, what that does to the people who you went and you changed? They're looking like, you mean... My original stuff was good? You mean, so, so stick to, in line with what you said, trust yourself, mm -hmm. trust what you have. Wait for it, <laughs> wait for it. Because if you wait and you don't adapt, and I'm not saying certain things that came, that would come into, to someone bringing their culture in isn't wrong. No, but don't don't stifle, don't stifle, don't don't remove mine. We can coexist. Don't intentionally come in and, and take over and control and change everything. Well, and yeah. what would that and look don't be like cunning, cunning about it? You know? Yeah. Well, and this the question is, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking perhaps right now is, okay, what would be a better option? Because there's plenty of times where bringing, I mean, is it really bad that there's cultural cross? pollination no it's great that's no. diversity but when you come in humbled you know it's it's kind of like when i went to europe when i studied an undergrad my junior year uh -huh. in switzerland one of the reasons i wanted to take all my coursework with the rest of the the students who were speaking french was i wanted to immerse myself yes i wanted to get better at the language but i wanted to immerse myself I'm thinking i can go to classes with other americans and speak english in the States, mm -hmm. why would I come all the way over to, to Switzerland where there is a cross section of people from all over the world and not at least try mm. to, to become a part of their culture and do it the way they do it. Yeah. That's only going to grow me. Oof. You know, it's easy for me to bring my stuff in and make, you know, those, those professors speak English to me so I can understand them. And then and really that's a lot of, I hate to say it, but that's a lot of the way Americans handle things. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they speaking my language well you're in their country i mean come on let's get real not everybody has to thank god a lot of people do lucky you that many people learn english but yes. why is that mandatory yeah you're in their country yeah. and i think when we go with reverence and we go with understanding we say you know again it's the offering it's this is my value that i can bring but i want to have reverence for where i'm choosing to go i'm choosing to come into someone else's culture with other language, you know, another language and other ways of doing things and understanding, how about I come with an open mind wanting to learn from them? And then guess what happens when somebody comes to you and says, well, then tell me about you. I want to know all about you. Hmm. How does that make you feel? What hmm. do you want to do in, in return? Yep. Yep. You know, you, yep. you want them to tell you about them. Yes. Right. So yes. it's a, I mean, it's, it's the law of reciprocity. We, we want to give what we have been given. Correct. And when we're given that reverence, you know, I'm coming to study your culture, to understand your people, to better, you know, acknowledge and have reverence for what you bring in. It will be a natural 
development that those people will want to learn from you too. Correct. And to some extent, and, and even if they're not consciously thinking about that, they just will because we all do things differently, right? When somebody's like, huh, that's how you, I know that happened to me. It's just like, oh, sometimes it was language based, you know, because my friend is like going on and on about how she was out drinking the night before and she was so pissed. Sorry mm -hmm. if I offend anybody with my language, but mm -hmm. she was so pissed. And, and I'm just like, why was she angry? And the whole time she's telling the story, she's, I, I'm thinking, why was she angry? I'm not getting anywhere in the storyline why she would be angry. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I asked, I was like, so why were you angry? And she's like, angry. And I said, you said you were pissed. She goes, that means drunk. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the whole time she was talking about something else. And I was so confused, uh, you know, but we learn from one another regardless. Yes. We don't have to force ourselves on no, other people. No, That's all ego. That's all, you know, the significance factor of trademarking and I have to own it and I have to control it. And, and that's shifting. Yes. It's yes. shifting. Carl, please don't get pissed. Um, good to see you laughing on there. Uh, but you know, you, you talk about reverence. I don't, we come back to reverence. I still remember the day I learned, the day I learned, um, respecting other people called people's culture. Even there's a culture within a culture, subculture, you know, there, there, those, there are layers even within the same, <laughs> you say, Carl says, I want, <laughs> um, I remember we went we went out of town. We went in the we went in the the countryside, and we were hungry. We were far from shops. We were far from food. And Dad said we were we went to my uncle's and we went to his farm, which was deep deep in the bush. While there, I said, "Gosh, I'm hungry." And I'm like, "Well, you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hungry." And I'm just announcing it to everybody. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. We get into the town. When we get into the town, um, my uncle says, my nephew is hungry. And the town people were like, oh, oh let's fix the food. We, but we're about to eat. And they brought the food. When they brought the food, it was um, fufu. So it's a uh, dough-like. Um, it's dough-like, but it's not dough. You know, it's it's cassava, pounded, pounded cassava, pounded yams that they made, soften up. And I saw it, and they put a gray soup on top of the, the food. And I looked at the gray soup. Now, this is a seven-year-old guy looking at this thing coming from the city, per se. Uh, and I looked, and I saw the gray soup, and, and then I see these little these little legs, you know, uh, maybe two inches, you know, they got some tie on it, but then it goes, get slender at the end. And I'm looking, and then I look at my dad, I go, what's that? He says, oh, those are, um, they're not frogs, but they're a type of frog, you know, that has really slender in. And so this, it was a frog soup. Oh. And I looked, and I looked at my dad, I said, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not hungry. So my dad looks at me and people prior to that, I mean, these people were scurrying about to fix this and they brought it and they set it down and for all of us to eat from the same big pan. And my dad looked at me and said, son, you're about to learn something that will go with you for the rest of your life. And I was like, no, no. He says, son, you came into this people place 
you announced that you were hungry. Don't eat the meat. Take at least one spoon of their food to respect and give reverence to their time. Give reverence to them for preparing and for giving it to you. Had this been something you liked, wouldn't you have eaten it? Yeah, in life, you will walk into situations where you don't want it. But because you have to respect the people around you, and it's not 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 something to kill you. You know, he's 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 giving me this this life lesson. He says you have to give them reverence. If you turn your back and walk away, oh well, when the thing that will go on here would be untold. And I looked at him and I was like, this stuff isn't gonna kill me. It's not gonna. So guess what? <sighs> I dug in. And then all of a sudden I go. These people have been eating this thing and they haven't died. Who am I? And I dug in again. I didn't eat the meat, but I kept digging in and digging in. And what that taught me to this day, that when I get in situations where I'm uncomfortable, but the person or the people prepared and they, they are honoring me with whatever they prepared. And I go and I go, uh-uh. Uh-uh, nah. I go, and, and you know what they do? I've been in situations in Dominican Republic, in, in Liberia, in different parts of Africa, where they say, here we go, and they bring it. And I think to my dad saying, and I go, Pfft. you know what? They, they look, they're like, they're looking at you circumspectly, like, let me see if, if, and I do, oh, okay, yes, again, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. You ate it, right? You didn't die. Um, but let's move that from food and let's look at behavior. Let's look at the way we engage with people, how we, if you get in, in an area and they tell you, and you don't know how to behave, observe, <laughs> get in the back. That's, that's, that's how that translates to me. That's eating the food. It translates to me that when I get somewhere, I don't know the protocol I go back and I observe the people who, who've been in that. And I, and I say, ah, they sit like that. And I sit like that. And all I do is I'm mirror. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we have incredible uh, inner gadgetry that's honed in on all of these things. And we've gotten so headspace oriented. You know, mm -hmm. the thinking brain is just constantly thinking that we forget that we have other ways of knowing, other ways of figuring things out, other ways of navigating our day-to-day -day successfully. You know, and I love that reverence piece, you know, raising my daughter, we always said that she needed to try something at least once. Mm. She would take that, you know, like many kids do, you know, a look at something and go, Bleh. Yeah, and like yeah. You, you only have to try it. You don't have to eat all of it, but you need to try it. And because you don't know you don't. until you do. So that's another thing too. It's like, we assume because something looks different than what we know that we won't like it. Mm. Right. But mm. what that also does is it, it builds this ability to be resilient in our, and, and able to pivot and change quicker. Mm. Right. Is, is if we, you know, I know plenty of, and this is one of the things coming from a background in health you know, that always bothered me. And again, I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but it is my opinion 
is that we do this thing with our kids when we're raising them. It's like, oh, they won't eat that. So we just give them chicken nuggets or whatever they eat. And we, you know, kids are not getting the nutrients they need, folks. I don't care how many vitamins and minerals they've pumped into your chicken nuggets. Like they, they need a wide range. I'm not going to get on a pulpit. But anyway, you know, part of what has developed Madison, <laughs> you're cracking me up. Um, part of what's developed Madison's palate for different kinds of foods is because there's a lot of times where, you know, we see her gobbling something up that she initially was just like, I don't know if I want to touch that. We're like, see, if you hadn't tried it, you wouldn't known you like it. Yep. Yep. But I mean, she's willing to try anything and her friends, you know, I, I'll, I'll get even to this day, parents who are like, we love having Madison over. We love it. She'll eat anything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's so- not a picky eater, which also develops bad digestive issues when you don't mm, have a full range of food. Variation. So, you know, when kids are developing, but I think it's, it, it is a great, um, it's a great analogy for anything in life, because okay. when we get too hard and fast in the ways, the, the way we like things mm. and things change, like they have been a lot quickly, oh right? <laughs> Those who are more adaptable and are willing to do what you've talked about and, and say, okay, it's different. How can yes. I work with this? Yes. Right. Yes. Are the ones that continue to not just survive, but thrive because then you, you bump up against new ideas. Like, Ooh, I mean, who would have known that I actually love giving online presentations. I wasn't doing anything like that pre COVID. Everything was in person. I love yep. in person. Right. And, and, you know, if, if I was offered an opportunity, I might look at it, but it wasn't really my thing. Oh my God. I loved it. Love creating the slideshows. Love, you know, who would have known if I hadn't been put through this? Like, well, this is all that's available now. Yes. Yeah. Right. Learn yes. to like it or figure something else out. Correct. And, and so I think that that, you know, again, when we become, a, in order to become adaptable, coachable, open minded, mm-hmm. all of those wonderful, you know, adjectives <laughs> that we subscribe to the things and the people who do things in a way that we you know admire admire mm-hmm. right yep. we, that's how it happens that's how it happens so so carl says he's crazy he's crazy. he says my mom would fix liver and it looked like steak but because i knew it was liver i lost my appetite but because i love my mom so much i pretend to put it in my mouth that reminds me of my my husband. So he grew up going to Florida to visit his grandparents. He's from Annapolis, Maryland. And they would take the trek and they'd go stay with grandma and grandpa. And grandmother loved making egg salad sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And thought mm-hmm. the kids loved it too. Ooh. And she would make them these egg salad sandwiches and send them on to the beach. And they would bury them in the sand. <laughs> and one day... They're out there and, and they didn't know it, but grandma was What's... coming to check on them and, uh, and, and, and they're getting ready to, you know, bury. Bury the sandwiches in the sand. And then all of a sudden it's like, I can't remember if Jeff or his sister saw it. It was just like, oh, 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 it's so good. <laughs> so, um, so, so Carl goes again, he comes with another one. I was fed chicken all my life, but even if I go to a seafood place with so much to try, I still want chicken. Look, Carl, let me tell you something. I, 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 I would, I've been burned 
so many times when I go to a steak place and order seafood. I go to a seafood place and order steak. And I said to myself, you know what? I am never going to a place that is known to fix X and order Y. I'm not doing it. I'll go to a chicken place to order chicken, Carl. I'm not going to the steak place because they don't know how to fix chicken. Or the seafood place, they don't know how to fix uh, uh, a sandwich. No, I go to a sandwich shop for a sandwich. So when my wife, when we, when we do go and they go, so we go to a steak place and they order a sandwich and the sandwich comes or chicken or fish and they say, it wasn't good. I'm like, duh. <laughs> Place that said they don't know how to do it, so they already told you. But we're just trying to increase our inventory here, you know, get people like y'all to come and buy. Yeah, no, Carl, but I hear you, man. I hear you. We'll get stuck in our habits, and we like what we like. We like what we like, and it's and it's good to like what you like, right? But oh my goodness, the smorgasbord of 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 the, the of life of these different things that exist. How can I just be on, like my, my wife eats with her eyes. She looks and if she gets, she doesn't, I'm like, mm -mm. I'm like, baby, just try the thing, try the thing. So my son's like her, my daughter's like me. So in the garbage can, right? I look and I go, they're like, this is life, 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 life. You know, if, 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 if I was, I don't want to hang around, uh, I don't want to hang around you, right? Or you say you don't want to hang around me. You don't like tall, tall African, somebody who was born in Africa. I don't want, I don't want to talk with him. Or I don't want a, a Caucasian um, um, woman. I don't, want, I don't want to talk to her. What, she, what we got in common? I ain't talking to her. You know what I mean? So you see what we're missing when we put ourselves in those boxes where we say, I don't want to test or try. Yeah. You're missing a whole lot. Now, I wouldn't have known somebody who would use egoic in a sentence, you know? I mean, come on now. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's, this is really great. So I think we should call, <laughs> I, I think we, we should use your words and call this episode the smorgasbord of life. Mm. I think that's that that is really great language. I love that language because you know, really what I, I feel the vein of what we were discussing here yeah. is is not simply about the mindset of you know growth, right? How do we grow ourselves? We grow ourselves by trying different things and having new experiences. Yes. And, you know, and, and I used to love that about living in Europe because it seemed like the entire time I was there, there was always something new mm -hmm. I was experiencing and learning as I traveled around and, and, and that keeps us, you know, keeps us tapped in, right. It keeps mm. us feeling alive and vital, you know, when things get to be too much the same, yes, we might be comfortable there and we might know that and we like it because we're comfortable there. Right. And there's nothing to your point. There's nothing wrong. You know, if you have a favorite restaurant and they make this chicken cacciatore that you just die for, like, yeah, by all means, I do that. My daughter's always like, okay, mom, you're going to get the salad again. I'm like, because I don't eat pasta. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. Right. You know, and this is oh, what yeah. they have and I like it. Okay. Well, that's one thing. Um, and I don't eat bread and I don't do these things. So I'm not right. going to do it just because it's something true. different. True. True. So there are those moments, but then maybe go to a different restaurant, <laughs> like go to, and, and I, 
And so I'm always thinking about that. It's like, it's about balance, right? It really is. I mean, when we're too much in change, which people have found, it can really affect our mental health, mm. you know, because we don't, we don't feel safe. We don't feel secure. We don't, we, you know, things are constantly changing and moving. And, and so we, you know, it's like a tree. I always like to use trees as an analogy because the tree has, has, has branches that go way, way up. Right. And they got mm -hmm. their little leaves and, and they pull the, through photosynthesis, you know, they, and the sun, they, they get what they need from the sun, but then there's the trunk and then there's roots. Mm-hmm. Right. And the roots don't just help give nutrients from the soil. It also stabilizes the tree. Right. So do the branches. Yeah. Stabilize the tree. So it, it's, it's about going up and down. Right. Mm. It's about grounding ourselves in what is known and what is comfortable. Right. And but if we're doing only that, we have no leaves. <laughs> we can't get what the sun gives us. We can't get new you know, different ideas and, and, and different ex exposure to different experiences and, and all that comes with that, because that grows us in a big way too. Yeah. Right. And similarly, if we're always changing things constantly, you know, those people that they can't stay still, or they, they change their mind like 50 times a minute Correct. and everything, they don't feel very grounded. They don't feel very stable. They don't feel very, very um, secure. <laughs> mm. It's not somebody you're going to call on if mm. you need something. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, it really is about developing both aspects of ourselves. And so whether we're talking about food and like what we order and what we eat, yep. or whether we're talking about throwing ourselves, not throwing ourselves, that's the wrong, wrong bit of words, you know, inviting ourselves into opportunities to experience things that are different that we've never experienced before with this kind of, oh, curiosity mind, right? Yeah. Which we had as kids. And then somehow just, you know, some people have, have kept it. Yes. Yeah. People have kept it. I know a lot of people yeah. who are like that. They're just you no know, adventurers and they're, you know, they, they love things that are different. Um, that's really healthy. It is. Right. It's really healthy. And if we're talking mental health, physical health, emotional health, you know, whatever health we're talking about, we need these things in order to have that health. Balance. Yes. Yes. You know, a balance, you know, you were saying, you know, uh, just, just, just a good balance. Carl, Carl is in a role. He, he just said that um, <laughs> I like Carl. being around. I like being around people who know more than me because it stretches my mind to learn more because if I'm the smartest one in the room, I gain nothing, you know, and, and that, it, it's only a certain type of person, Carl, who would think that way. Someone who's a growth mindset, right? Yep. And that's not intimidated of, of another person. I have a client who says she got invited. She, she got offered a job and the person goes, I hope you're not intimidated by educated people highly educated people and she goes why she says he's the, the the person who offered the job said because you will be the least educated in the room and the least educated i think she has a master's or double master's etc right and she goes oh my goodness i thrive in that kind of environment i don't want to be the smartest person in the room i want to collaborate and learn do you know what it takes i mean carl uh uh, uh tracy to go in a room where you have the expectancy that, gosh, I'm going to learn. I'm going to gain because the people in this room are smart, not smarter. They know, they know they're diverse. They might have, you know, but, but I, I, I gather that the reason she's being called to this environment too, is because she has smarts 
two of a different kind, right? So if if we spend our whole, and this is true of anybody, right? If we spend our whole lives developing one aspect of ourselves, we'll get really good at that one aspect, but then the other ones are not developed, right? So other people will be smarter, right? So there's the people who have higher EQ, emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence, you know, then people, in fact, I have two of my best friends in high school were brilliant and they had more intelligence than I'll ever have in many lifetimes probably put together. Uh-huh. They had no common sense. I mean, we would go out and I had to be, I was the common sense in the room, you know, I'm <laughs> like, I don't know if this is smart. Like, what? you know, like, I'm like, yes. uh, yeah, yes. common sense is not common. Um, you know, so we all are genius in certain ways. And I think that's the key piece is that, you know, my question would be like, what do you mean by least intelligent? What Correct. intelligence are you referring to? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, cause I'm equal. I am probably more intelligent in other areas. So we're all equal. Right. Um, and, and I think that kind of owning is important, but to your point, being able to not be so caught up in the ego of needing to be equal, at least in some other way. I'm just saying that because it's true. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nobody who is, doesn't have genius somewhere. Correct. And I don't care if you're, you're even, you've been even labeled as having a spectrum disorder or whatever. <laughs> you are genius at something. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, in fact, yeah. if anything, I could go down a lot of the spectrum disorders and give you the genius of those, the people who have the, or have been diagnosed with those particular disorders. So, you know, the, the genius lies in all of us. And I think that's the key importance is recognizing that and finding where the gaps are that need that genius. Yes. You know, yeah. Tracy, you were saying, okay. but you're, but then years, years, years where I went, as you were speaking that, and I went, oh my goodness, that's why you need to go and try and attempt other places, experience other things, because here it goes. If I'm, the dumb one at, can I say, I used to wear, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm self-deprecating. If I'm the dumb one at writing, right? And I say, but I'm a writer, I'm a writer. And I stay writing, I stay writing, I stay writing. And I don't go out in life to go and taste this gumbo, right? And I go and I play attempt, basketball. Yeah, there you go, go play by, or, or I go and speak. And when I speak, people go, oh. You are, but because I didn't have the open mind to go, there's something else I can do. Let me attempt it. Let me try it. A lot of us, let me talk to us, listeners, eavesdroppers, all of us on here. The skill or skills that you have that you, and you're staying in your lean and saying, I don't know any other thing I'm going to want to stay right in here. I want you, and that is that is only if you're not comfortable where you are, but you are set and you are settling. You're settling in there. I'm speaking to you, to you girlfriends and boyfriends who are in relationships where you're settling and you're saying, huh, nothing else because somebody has bombarded you with words that makes you feel ugh, right? Tick your game somewhere else. Tick your skills somewhere else. It's not that your skills aren't needed in this place. You're not producing or or, uh, thriving in this particular place. There's a place where you are the right fit. And when your right fit 
it gets in that when you when you put that square in that square hole and where it's perfect you will look back and say gosh why did i waste time in trying to put that circular in that square even though it could go but you're not fitting properly go out go and try something go go out and try something like as you said, Tracy, you didn't even know that you would you would enjoy online presentations, right? Here it is now that you have the option of saying, well, you know what? I can do it online. Oh, sure. Good. I'll just change my top. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I had to bring, I had to bring some, but no, really. You, you, you're not good at speaking. Go and write. Don't stay speaking. Don't, don't. You're not good at singing, but just stay. Say you want to be in the choir. Leave the choir. Leave the choir. Maybe you can go and be a greeter at the door. You know, you, you're That's not good. That's where your values needed. Well, I was laughing when you were talking about that. I think it's really great. Square peg, square hole. When we were, when we were kids, we would do, especially during holidays, we put together these puzzles, uh-huh. especially when my brother was younger. He didn't really have much patience for the puzzles. And he would find a piece that kind of looked like it, it meant to go somewhere in the puzzle. And he would just try to jam it in there instead of going looking for where it fits. Like, and that's why I was laughing because I remember that. I'm like, yeah, that, that is such a good analogy. Yeah. You know, it's like you end up trying to jam it. And so what? The rest of the puzzle is not going to work because now you got the wrong place in the wrong, the wrong piece in the wrong place. Right. And that's that cell, you know, analogy as well. And is that when you don't, find your rightful place not only is there a big gaping hole in that in that puzzle where your piece is meant to fit the part the the place where you are taking up space another puzzle piece is meant to be there right so you don't sing as well in the choir you're taking up space for someone else who is a beautiful singer and can come and take that place right but there's something else i thought of as well as when we get out there and we go out of our lane let's say not even out of our lane to you know, to do stuff, to but just out in the world to ex- expose ourselves and discover different things, mm-hmm. we gain an appreciation. Where does appreciation come from? It comes from having that experience, right? So I remember what, you know, when I would date guys and they didn't tip well, I, I would stop dating them. I know that sounds like really silly, but uh, when they were bad tippers, I would have a conversation with them. And if they didn't change, uh-huh. I, I would not be in that relationship. This was early on. Not just that. There was always other things. Now, I know people are like, God. <laughs> um, but I'm listening. You know, I'm it listening. told me something about it. They're like, you know, I mean, they're getting paid, you know, hourly. I mean, do you know how much they're getting paid hourly? And do you know how I knew it's because I had waited tables. There you go. Right. I had had that experience and I had appreciation for what it took mm. to earn your money that way. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do well, by all means. I mean, we can also be really hard on people who who aren't good servers once you've been one. Correct. Correct. Um, but at the same, not hard in a mean way. I want people to think that I, I, I bully my servers. Um, but the, I'm all over the map with this one. But but it really does allow you to have appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. When you've walked in someone else's shoes, when yes. you know what it's like to do that thing, or experience you've experienced that thing. Yes. Right. You have appreciation for it. And also, again, back to my first point coming into this is that, yes, it's important for us to own who we are and our own brilliance and our own sovereignty, mm. but also recognize what other puzzle pieces fit into ours to make the whole happen. Oh my goodness. Right. So as a puzzle piece, I have all these grooves and niches 
And what are they for? They're for other people's pieces to fit into, right? For people to pour into me in ways that I can't or don't want to, to do, right? Mm. Instead of doing all the things in my in my business, I hire an administrative assistant and, you know, a marketing person and to do their, the things they do, like a bookkeeper. And, you know, these are, I, I can trust that they're going to take care of my business in those areas better than I can. Wow. Wow. Right. And so wow. not only do we get to be collaborative in making this thing work, but we each get to do what we're best at and we get to appreciate one another and what the other one offers. Wow, Tracy, I love, I love that puzzle piece, making sure you fit, you know, in your space, but also making sure that others fit in yours, in yours. And that's the collaboration that, that completes this puzzle that why, why we're here. Um, Carl, you know, Carl comments that when I was a kid, I tried my best not to color outside the lines. And if I did, I would throw it in the trash and start over. Years later, I bought that perfectionist person with me and it was so miserable, but now I embrace my mistakes and going outside the lines. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's, that is beautiful. That's going, beautiful. Carl, you need to post that somewhere. Yeah. Not just yeah. here. Like that's like a separate post. I don't know if you're also a Facebook. I mean, you're seeing us on Facebook, so I'm Facebook. assuming you're on Facebook. Um, but, I mean, oh, that that's a post. That's a, that's a quotation post. You, 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 and we must, I think we end with that. We must go outside the lines um, in order to, to, to live. Yes. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't just be in the lines. Come on, go outside the lines. Tracy. You might have fun. You might, you know, you know, you know. Hey, Tracy Phillips, Tracy Waldman Phillips, TWP. <laughs> Thank I you for saying TWP and not TP. No, <laughs> I sat, I sat down today and I woke up this morning and I went, what's on my schedule? And I, I go, well, and I see, ah, Tracy, ah, yeah, we get to talk today. So, hey, it was, it was worth it. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. This, this gave me a boost. Um, yes. Better than any caffeine boost. <laughs> hey, hey. So, hey, Carl. You get the, the eavesdropper for the day. You eavesdrop okay. like nobody's business. He so. dropped all over it. I love it. And he had that takeaway. I would definitely post that for Carl. Yes, yes. For sure. Yes. You guys have a good one. We'll miss you for the next two weeks, but we'll see you in two weeks. So We'll see you soon. It comes around quick, it but have a good one. Yes. Take Thank care. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. <laughs>